Welcome to the Two Cent Dad podcast, where we interview dads to discuss their journeys of intentional fatherhood while doing work they care about and living a life of purpose. I'm your host, Mike Sudik. It was just at the beginning of this week of just, um, you know, the universe slowly saying, hey, you're, you're a dad now, you know, go, go to it. And it was just this week of, uh, I think, a little bit of loneliness, uh, being a little bit isolated um, uh, and kind of going through this thing. Like, you know, there has to be other parents nearby that has a daughter uh, my age, uh, you know, rather than just meeting random parents at, at the store or at the playground, having these great conversations and then never, never seeing them again. Som Lal joins the podcast today. Som is a 10-year veteran of the startup space in New York. He recently relocated to LA area where he launched his app Connecting, which is essentially Tinder for parents, so connecting you with like-minded parents around you. Really interesting um, and some really interesting insights on his journey as he built that app while he had a young daughter at home, kind of scratching his own itch. So let's jump into the interview with Som. Well, hey, Som, I really appreciate you being on the podcast. I know um, you have a pretty cool background, about a decade in, in different startups, um, starting in New York. Uh, now you're in LA. Uh, your most recent app is Connecting, which is helping trying to connect parents with other parents and then parents with products. Um, I think it's been dubbed kind of the Tinder of parenting. Um, but hey, I just wanted to kind of have you give a little background on yourself and, and kind of where you're at and your parenting role now. So. Sure. Well, th- thanks, Mike. Uh, thanks for having me. I uh, love the podcast. Yeah. love what you guys are doing. Uh, yeah, so I- I've been in startups for most of my life, uh, for well, over 10 years. Um, I'm a New Yorker uh, by, uh, by birth, and there's still obviously some New York in me. Um, but yeah, started in New York. I worked for a company called Linkshare. Um, I actually really started uh, with an economics background and, and worked for a fund of funds uh, early 2000s, uh, decided that was not for me and uh, went and, and worked for a company called Linkshare um, and worked there for about four and a half years, mostly in business development and sales and moved out here to the West Coast back in 2008 and um, found a home at savings.com <laughs> um, and then uh, you know, kind of went on from there. So all in various different roles, uh, partially in sort of sales and business development, uh, got a little bit of product. Uh, and then about three and a half years ago, um, I had my first daughter, uh, first and only. Yeah. And uh, my congratulations! Life, thank you. Um, and my life's you know never been the same uh, for for the better uh, since then. It, it's been really a wonderful ride. Cool. And then your wife is is like an actress, right? She's like on CSI or something. <laughs> uh, she uh, she is in the entertainment field. Yeah, she was. Uh, she's on Rizzoli and Isles. She's on a bunch of shows. Um, and actually, it, it kind of ties into sort of how how uh, you know connecting was actually born because she was uh, she was on a show um, called Nashville and, and she had to travel back and forth qu- quite a lot and she was gone for about I think when my daughter was around twelve months thirteen months old uh, she was gone for about you know eight days uh, which you know isn't really a lot mm-hmm. uh, as I tell the story. Uh, but as a first-time father with no help, uh, no manager, and <laughs> I've been there before. You know, <laughs> freaking out a little bit. <laughs> no, exactly, and no, uh, uh, no family uh, nearby, uh, obviously, because we live in Los Angeles. And um, you know, I think the, the longer version of the story is really that you know all the milk that she had stored for me and all the food that she had prepped or helped to help me with this week. Uh, it was that night that the that the refrigerator uh, went kaput. 
So I wake up the next morning at like 5.30 and there's literally nothing there, nothing around me. And so I'm hustling. And it was just at the beginning of this week of just, um, you know, the universe just like saying, hey, you're, you're a dad now, you know, go, go to it. And it was just this week of, uh, I think, a little bit of loneliness, uh, being a little bit isolated um, uh, and kind of going through this thing. Like, you know, there has to be other parents nearby that has a daughter uh, my age, uh, you know, rather than just meeting random parents at, at the store or at the playground, having these great conversations and then never, never seeing them again. Yeah. And, um, you know, a, a couple of years before I'd run into, uh, to Sean Rad and, and, and Adam Huey, uh, who were, uh, Sean's the founder of Tinder and, uh, Adam, uh, it was part of IAC labs. This was the, the mobile labs that they had. And, you know, they, Tinder was taken off here in West, West Hollywood and, and in Los Angeles and around the country. And I was saying, well, there's another group of people that, you know, needs that really need to be to be uh, to be matched. Uh, it could be you know dad to dad, uh, dad with daughters that are both three years old, well, whatever it may be. Um, there's a group of people here uh, that uh, that form a, quite a unique e- ecosystem, uh, locally and nationally. And, and so I kind of set off to to build, uh, you know, I, I guess the the, the Tinder in, in terms of matching uh, of parenting. Yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. I think it's a huge need. I mean, I, I feel like when I became a parent and then you're at the at the park or at the store, it's like it is almost like a return to dating. You're like, hey, I want to see that person again. Like, do I ask for their number? Like, what do I do? <laughs> you don't see them again. And maybe you see them again at the playground again, you know, or something. And you're kind of like trying to you're trying to force something almost that's not there, you know? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's really, you know, before preschool. It's, it's those first two years where there's no yeah. real structure. It, it, the best thing I can kind of, you know, give an example to it's kind of like you know when, when two motorcycle um uh, uh motorcyclists kind of pass each other on the highway and they kind of just have a nod you know i i found myself as a father you know strolling my daughter around like giving a nod to another dad as we pass each other on the street you know going going on walks and and it's like this uh i think just parents uh, dads and moms and single parents and same-sex parents i mean they're just there are parents that, that that are out there that just are looking for some sort of help support camaraderie um mm-hmm. and you know in this day and age i think technology is 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 the answer to help sort of you know fill that gap yeah no i agree so um tell me a little bit about kind of the development of that and then what you've kind of seen it as far as the success or failure of it and and where it's at now sure uh so you know and i wrote about this you know a little bit on um on my blog uh on medium it was this it was an idea um and just to give a little bit more about my background um i think it's pretty interesting i'm not a developer i, I do not code um which is i think one of the yeah. first deterrents for a lot of people out there saying hey you know i have an idea for an app or a website or or a solution and and they don't but but you know they're not developers so, so they don't take the next step and I think the first thing for me was to sort of get over that hurdle saying, all right, fine. You know, but if I was, if I could do this, what would it look like? So I literally, you know, my, my first steps were, were real baby steps. They, it was an idea, number one, that just didn't leave me alone. I mean, four o'clock in the morning, I had another idea for how this could work or how you would scroll and look at parents and see their backgrounds. Mm-hmm. And I just started, you know, drawing. Um, I'm not an artist either. Uh, I'll, I'll share some sketches with you because I am I'm definitely not an artist. But I just, <laughs> I just wrote the concepts down of what I wanted, what I wanted this thing to look like and to do. And uh, slowly, I, I put that into Envision. Um, I made, you know, I, I literally drew this thing in, in Keynote. So it's not even Photoshop for all those people yeah. that are super not tech savvy. Um, 
I, you know, I didn't go that far. I just copied and pasted a bunch of things. There's a great website called UX Archive out there. Uh, it pretty much shows you a screenshot of all the popular app, apps out there, and it shows you onboarding experiences to log on experiences to tutorial slides of really just famous, in, in, you know, uh, famous and, and really large popular apps. And so mm -hmm. I started understanding these concepts, and I sort of piecemealed my own my own app together through that, and I created a prototype, a non-technical prototype uh, in, in InVision, and I put it on my phone, and then I went straight to the, uh, to the playground, um, and I started talking to other parents, and I That's said, cool. hey, if, you know, if this was out here, uh, you know, would, you, would you use it? And unequivocally, um, every parent uh, said yes. They also had you know, ideas for me saying, yes, and I'd love it to do X, Y, and Z, but it's, you know, that was sort of my first feedback loop um, is to say, hey, before I, uh, I, I do this, let's, um, let's test this in the market. Mm -hmm. um, so that, that's what I did. Um, I eventually uh, talked to my brothers uh, and, and, and you know, grabbed some, some money from friends and family um, and uh, set off, found a – because I'm not a, a developer uh, and I don't have a best friends that's like a CTO. Um, right. Uh, which those stories kind of annoy me because there are a lot. I think most of the people don't have CTO best friends or someone that they just work with. Uh, that's a CTO. Uh, I, I found a team uh, local here in Los Angeles, um, and eventually, you know, it's a it's a longer story, but found my way to a, to a dev team um, out of country that uh, built my app for me, and that was a long yeah. That was that was kind of a long process uh, in and of itself. Learning how to product manage and uh, uh, you know talk about design uh, and just communicate uh, with with uh, with engineers, especially bring something to life. So, um, so yeah. So so you know, fast forward uh, last year February, we launched the app. Uh, by the summer of last year, we were on the Today Show and some NBC coverage. Um, and today, we have thousands of parents across the U.S. I think in forty nine states um, that are communicating through the app that are finding products uh, that are relevant to them and sharing that with other people. Um, and, um, and yeah, it's really a great, uh, uh, you know, a, a great app and a great solution right now. No, that's awesome. I think it's a huge need. I mean, like I said, I, I, I think it's a really cool idea. I think that it's a awkward place, especially um, like you were saying before kindergarten, before preschool, before there's any structure around the kid's schedule and then you're actually getting designated time with like other parents that you're going to see them regularly and then you build relationships you're kind of in this weird spot and i think that that even if you're in school i think there's a there's a lot of opportunity for it too but no i think it's a really cool idea i mean i hope it takes off yeah, I, I yeah. Mean, and you know we're, we're very blessed everything's been very organic uh we don't pay for pr we don't have a pr team um uh you know i, I think after the today show and uh the nbc segment that was syndicated uh, you know, we have parents uh, joining from, you know, everywhere from like North Dakota and Nebraska to New York and L.A. and Seattle um, and all different types of parents. You know, this is not a, a dad app or a mom app. Uh, we have single parents. We have divorced and widow parents. We have same sex parents um, mm -hmm. that are looking for, um, you know, parents near them. Um, and, and beyond that, you know, to your to the point that you brought up. Uh, this is ne not necessarily an app that's just for those that have, you know, a two-year-old. Uh, we have products on there for uh, parents that have teenagers and are looking for other parents that are, you know, uh, have, have teenagers. Uh, and I think, you know, the product section of the app is, was our answer to uh, to getting out of just the, 
you know, the, 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 the baby and the toddlers to market. Mm-hmm. Um, we have products, uh, pretty much any product available on Amazon uh, is available uh, on the app and it's recommended and talked to and, uh, and shared with other parents near, uh, near you. So it's a really great, um, a great spot that we're in growing month over month. Yeah. Curious, what were some of the things that you had assumed um, that you would like in the app, like when you were building it, basically you were the, you were, you were, um, scratching your own itch, right? You know? And so what were some of the things that were some surprises you showed them to people and you said, Oh, I never thought about that. Or this is something that I thought was good, but no one really liked it. Uh, that's a great question, Mike. Um, I think, you know, let me think on that for a second. I think one of the things that I thought was going to be just easier, um, you know, so I'll, I'll, and this is, goes back to, to, uh, sort of my experience as a first time sort of entrepreneur, um, is really just, just the whole login and sharing process with, with Facebook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I you know everyone does that. Uh, and it is, and it can be relatively, you know, easy, but I thought, you know, Oh, everyone's just going to share the app, right? Yeah. Viral coefficient. Everyone's just going <laughs> to parents. Are gonna share. And you know, it, it just, it's not like that. I think one of the things just from a concept that's a little bit harder is that, um, there's a constant sense of engagement that you as, uh, the brand uh, or the app or the website that needs to happen with your customer. Um, you need to really, really know them. Um, uh, and, and that's why the analytics platforms uh, are so important. Um, I, you know, we use lo- Localytics, so we, we dive a little bit deeper and we understand, you know, one last time they engaged in the application, what's the right messaging and targeting that we can, we can give them? Oh, they have a daughter um, that's under three years old. Um, there, there might be better products uh, for them. So I think overall, I think it'd be, e- I thought it was easier conceptually, you know, because we're all consumers. We get notifications, mm-hmm. push notifications and emails, and these multi-million dollar websites make it look easy. Um, there's a lot of uh, behind the scenes automation and infrastructure that really need to go into that specific targeted messaging um, on, on on different platforms to the consumer. And I think I, I took that for granted uh, early on. Yeah. No, I could definitely see that. I mean, that there's a a sense that it will just take off, you know, and then it's, oh, crap, we got to do a, a, a lot more than we thought. But also we have to pay attention to how what is the actual product that not only the marketing side of it, but actual the actual building of the product to, like you said, make sure that it's, it's up to snuff and it's actually performing to the level people expect it to perform, which is like Amazon. <laughs> I, 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 absolutely. But I, and, and just to, to piggyback off that last point is just that uh, there are these little UX things I think that really bugged me. Um, and uh, for instance, you know, every time we're in an app and you know, a menu slowly scrolls up and slowly scrolls down, um, we take that for granted. Um, but it's those little things that if you don't have it slowly scroll up and scroll down, it's going to appear. And it's mm-hmm. going to disappear really harshly. And that's not a great experience. People don't expect that because uh, we've been exposed to the Airbnbs and the Facebook apps of the world where everything is beautiful and well-aligned and soft and logical. And, um, yeah, I mean, I, we really had to peel back the onion to understand um, a couple of goes at the user experience of how things are flowing and um uh, aligned and font sizes and, and, and just things you really take for granted as a consumer. Yeah, no, definitely. That makes sense. Um, well, to switch gears a little bit, so um, when you were building connecting, you know, so you had this great idea, you know, kind of, you had this pain that you're solving yourself and which is you're trying to find and connect with other um, parents and then you build the app. 
explain to me how maybe the app took on a, a, a kind of a mind of its own or, you know, kind of pulled you away from, you know, your maybe your role as a dad or kind of the struggle as you're trying to put your heart and soul into this thing that you're building that you care so much about. And at the same time, being there for your for your um, your daughter, yeah. And just explain that to me, or just maybe talk through that and, and how you experienced that, and maybe where you failed or where you succeeded in that. Yeah, I, I think I think that's a that's another great you know great question. I think it's something that all entrepreneurs, especially you know parent entrepreneurs, have to kind of go through. Um, I, I was kind of in, in this interesting space of um, you know being the primary caretaker for for a period of time um, for my my daughter. So I think number one, it's it's it was it was really my schedule that was kind of haywire. Um, I, I remember waking up um, at certain parts uh, of development uh, or pre-development at like you know four in the morning because daughter woke up at five thirty, so I wanted to get an hour and a half in before um, before she woke up. I, I think you know I, I hear other entrepreneurs talking about you know the schedule they have to put in place, and so it allows them to be more efficient. And I wish I could I could say that I was super diligent in doing so, but the fact of the matter is, it was uh, trying to scrape you know time and nuggets here. Um, and what it really taught me was just that I I had to sort of start prioritizing. Um, I I think that it's it's a it's a nice utopia to think that you could just kind of balance everything lovely your relationship with your wife. Um, or your uh, relationship with your, your your growing child, and and your relationship with your with your startup, um, but you know I think I think for a period of time, you know the startup had to take um, you know sort of my full attention, um, mm-hmm. which was I didn't expect that. I thought you know because you, you do all this reading and, and you, uh, it's and all crap. It's all crap, son. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. It is. I mean, because and, and not to say that that's where it is today, but when you're going through it, you're like I need. And this is, you know, it leads to a different point, which is, you know, there are a lot of lessons that I learned out of this. But, you know, at the, at, at the beginning, I, I needed to get, um, you know, these notes out to the engineers because otherwise, I don't know what I thought was happening, right? It, mm-hmm. Nothing would happen. Um, I needed to, you know, uh, do this marketing document or lay out these plans, whatever the task was, there was a sense of emergency early on mm-hmm. um, that I think I imposed on myself, Um but I also knew that if I didn't do it, no one else was going to do it. Um, right. No, no one else really. This is this is your, your your other baby. So you know, just as a parent, if you don't teach your child, you know, uh, how to walk, or don't teach them, um, or, or help show them, you know, a certain lesson, or, or uh, who else is going to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, um, I, I the, yeah, I mean, those early those early months um, was was just a time of of probably. Uh, being quite selfish uh, with my time, which, which I think, you know, unfortunately you need to do. I think anybody that's good at their craft, uh, I don't care if you're an actor or a writer or a teacher, um, you know, you have to be a, a bit selfish with, with, with your time and what you're doing. Since then, I, I've learned that, you know, I can kind of come down from like code red. Uh, not everything's an emergency. Mm-hmm. If something's not deployed next week, you know, I, I'm not Google. I am not Facebook. I'm not Tinder. Um, it's okay. Um, uh, it, it can happen next week. Uh, very yeah. rarely are, are there things that need to happen within that hour. Um, but I think that for me, what early on, uh, I just you know that's the mindset that I had to to just keep going because I think I had this fear that if I didn't keep going, that I would just stop the momentum. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's a 
it's, it's a it's a tough thing to balance, especially those in those early days. How would you say? No, I think that's that's very wise. I think um, most people I talk to, they say it's kind of a fallacy this whole work life balance thing. It's either on or off. Either you're working on your business or your project, or you're spending very diligent time with your family. And the best is the best way to um, win at that is to is to really be present wherever you're at, you know, and, and be cognizant of what you're doing, but not really trying to do everything. Um, so I, I'm curious. Um, you kind of said, you know, if you're good at your craft, you you said that um, kind of you should do it, but in in some way or another. But how do you feel like um, as connecting was taking off and you were you were building it and seeing success that did you get was it healthy that you got kind of a sense of fulfillment from that 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 a, that kind of fed you for your time with your family uh, does that make sense I mean kind of saying okay you know you, this is something you you know it, your craft was kind of the startup game I mean you, you'd had success in that and you you feel like that's your skill and your passion and as you spent time there, not in an unhealthy way, but maybe sometimes in an unhealthy, unhealthy way. But as you did that, you kind of then were recharged to spend time with your family. And did you did you sense that? And, and that when it got out of whack, you were um, kind of too far in one way, either not 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 uh, charged up enough with working on stuff that you're, you're kind of called to and skilled to, or you're um, working too much on it and you're kind of drained. You know? Yeah, I, I think um, I, I think sort of the overall lesson that, that I learned was that. Um, that I was always learning and mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, you know, kind of make that parallel between entrepreneurship and, and, and being a father, um, and, and parenthood really, because, um, while I was in the startup game, I think, you know, in a more general topic, you know, people are really siloed into what their job functions are. You're a product manager, then you're a product man you're a, you're an engineer, then you're an engineer, you're in BD or sales, then that's all you do. Um, I was very lucky to have a manager early on at savings.com. Uh, his name is Greg Kim. And he allowed me to spread my, you know, outside of a sales or BD role, uh, a little bit more of my of, of a product role. And um, what I learned was that I had to play a lot of different roles as a solo, non-technical founder of an application. Um, and for me, that led me to, you know, realized that I didn't have all the answers. I was going to have to learn a heck of a lot um, in a lot of different functions. Um, when I kind of turned my focus after learning that lesson from the startup to my, to my daughter and as a, as a, as a parent, you know, it, it, it parallels that uh, in a lot of ways. Um, I, I didn't have a lot of the answers. Um, no parent does have all the answers. Um, I didn't have a lot of parent, you know, answers on how to sort of juggle all the things that were going on with my daughter, just you know, regular life learning um, sort of milestones that were going on as well as, you know, a, a relationship, you know, that, that first year of, uh, the first child in the first year, um, of being a parent is incredibly stressful on that new family. So, mm -hmm. um, and, and I realized that there was no answer. It was just something that you're going to have to work through. Just, we work through all the issues that you work through in technology. Uh, there's always going to be stuff that's going to hit the fan. There's always going to be a roadblock. There's always going to be something that's not quite exactly where you want it to be. Um, and, uh, and, and the same thing in sort of parenthood, you know, there's always going to be something else if you look at it that way, or you can just kind of flip the script, change your perspective and say, all right, well, how do we move forward? How do we, uh, you know, how do I become a better father? How do I become a better participant in my home life? Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, for, for me, um, I, I think I had to get totally out of whack to, to a certain sense of sort of shut down home family life. 
uh, not for, for a very long period of time, and then kind of be removed from it to realize, hey, you know what? Um, stop trying to control everything. Stop trying to you know, know the answer to everything. Uh, nothing is perfect, uh, either in the app or at uh, or with being or being with uh, or with being a parent. Uh, but you got to be able to, to you know just roll with the punches. Uh, mm-hmm. You got to be able to um, to learn uh, and then sort of apply your learnings. And I think that that kind of rang true in, in both scenarios for me. Yeah. No, I was just going to say that I, I think that's wise advice. I I typically ask kind of what would you give someone that is. Um, expecting their first child and maybe is trying to start a startup is in pieces of advice. And I think you said that in a, in a little two minute little blurb there <laughs> before well, I even asked it. <laughs> no, for sure. And I'd also say, don't get discouraged. Um, you know, it's okay. And again, for me, my, 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 my big thing was, you know, time and always trying to put out an emergency and, um, it's okay if you have an idea and you're going to have, and you're going to be a parent and you have a kid on the way. For me, that was my inspiration, you know, for me. And I think I wrote about this was I, um, I, I, I created this thing because a, I found a need in the market. Yes. But also, you know, I knew that there's going to be a future conversation with my daughter at some point in time. Maybe she's going off to college, maybe, uh, whatever it is. And, you know, I, I wanted her to at least see that, you know, if this thing is phenomenally successful, whatever that means, um, or, or, or if it, or if it is just what it is, it just exists that, that I did something that I literally thought of an idea, um, took pen to paper and created something out of nothing. And I, I think that's the lesson both for me, uh, that I'm incredibly proud of. And I think of, you know, a lesson for my, for my daughter that you got to at least try. Um, and, 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 and don't worry about failing. Um, it's hard to do. It's hard to say. Um, but I think that was my inspiration. Uh, so for all those parents that are, you know, about to start on uh, both the path of parenthood as well as entrepreneurship or a startup, do it. I mean, there's no other, there's no better lesson than, than that. Uh, I, I think. No, I think that's, that's wise advice. And I think, like you said, how future having that thought of the future conversation in your mind, I think is a is a powerful motivator, and saying, okay, what am I actually going to say to to her or him or you know multiple kids, you know. Um, but thank you so much for your time, Sam. I I think those wise words of advice, and I'm anxious to maybe follow up with you um, down the road, you know, as connecting takes off, and maybe we can get back on a podcast again and and see where things have gone. So for for sure, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. Hey, thank you so much, Sam. Take care. Thanks for listening to the show. You can find out more about us and sign up to receive updates at twocentdad.com. If you liked what you heard or just want to say hi, you can shoot me an email at mike at twocentdad.com. Please leave a review on iTunes if you like the show. It helps us to get the word out to the most people possible. The show is made possible through the support of EC Group International, building software teams since 1999.